Hi, I'm Bill Mitchell, host of When Dating Hurts. Two years ago, I launched my Dating Violence podcast. Back then, I knew very little about recording, editing, or uploading to a hosting platform. Frankly, I didn't know what a hosting platform meant. When recording episodes, I needed it to be easy for me and my guests. You see, I was capturing highly emotional personal stories, and I couldn't have guests fiddling around, clicking buttons, starting and stopping over and over again. I launched with Zencaster, and I stayed with them. The reason is, it's just so darn easy. And today's Zencaster lets you record with high-quality audio and video. You can edit and distribute, too, all in one place. No more bouncing around from one platform to another to create your podcast. So if you're interested, go to Zencaster.com pricing and use my code when dating hurts, all one word, and you'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. Isn't it time to tell your story? I'm Bill Mitchell, and this is When Dating Hurts, a podcast dedicated to my daughter, Kristen, and all women taken from us before their time by the epidemic known as dating violence. I will speak with authorities in domestic violence, law enforcement professionals, families of victims and survivors, and survivors themselves. So today we welcome Laurie to the When Dating Hurts podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good. You know, um, in your one of your emails to me, you said that you were reaching out after binging on many of the When Dating Hurts podcasts. Yes. And you also said, quote, it has brought me the need to tell my story. I have a doozy. Yes, I do. So this is your opportunity to tell your doozy <laughs> you story. might be a two-parter. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we've we've done a lot of yeah. those, and and honestly, it's it's uh, the stories take a while to tell to really thoroughly examine them, and I just didn't want to leave anything out. You know, I just didn't want to have to make some of those tough edits where I have to drop a whole section because dropping bits and pieces, dropping a sentence doesn't shorten anything. You'd have to drop an entire section, and the sections are just too good. So let us take a look for a moment about what life was like maybe before you met this person you're going to talk about what were you up to and what age or were you were you in school what was going on when we met just before you met this person what was life like what were you doing i was having fun um you know i was dating around uh, i was 24 years old so i was running around with my friends and working and you know enjoying enjoying life this you know single life a lot of friends so it was all good now how did you meet this this fellow well, that's a story in itself. <laughs> well, this, this is your time. Yeah. So go ahead. So I was working for a company in a pretty busy area. In the mornings, I would pick up our mail at the post office, and I was bringing the mail back to work, and I had like a big big sack picture like Santa Claus, only I'm, it's too heavy, so I'm dragging the sack. Oh, my. I came in the back door of our building. There was someone in the building, and I just said hello, not really noticing what was going on, and then um, looked up, and and he was sitting on the stairwell masturbating, <laughs> and yeah, um, oh, really freaked me out. 
got up the stairs. I don't, I don't even remember if he got out. He must have got out of the way or I wouldn't have gone up the stairs. And I ran in the office upstairs where I worked and I was telling my girlfriend, you know, there's a, there's a, I think I said effing asshole <laughs> on the stairwell and what he was doing. And, you know, so we called the police. <laughs> and they came to take, you know, the guy left and, and they came to take a report. And he, it would be interesting having to give that description, but continue. <laughs> oh, believe me, never heard the end of that one with my bosses and everything, but it was, it was, uh, yeah. Um, and you know, and I could tell that the guy was, um, he was in a very nice suit. It wasn't a cheap suit. I knew, you know, kind of that what with the men I worked with that it was, you know, a nice suit. And I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't imagine. You're talking about somebody wearing a suit, like a jacket and nice pants, three, three piece suit. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't anticipate that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And okay. so you know, right. the police came and took the report and and left. About a week or so later, I don't know, probably two weeks later, it was a Friday. I remember I was coming into work and there was a cop in there in the building. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, it was the same cop that had come when we had called about this incident. I said, what are you doing here? You know, and he's, he said, I was just checking out the area. And, and I said, why do they usually come back? And he said, you know, some just, you know, sometimes they do. And so we were chatting, chatting, I know. And then, of course, he, he asked me out. <laughs> I really didn't want to date him at first. I, I, I was kind of seeing somebody, so I kind of, I declined nicely. You know, just went about our, run about my day. That about another month goes by. I was walking into work. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, back up. It was it was a couple weeks before that. I was out in front of our building and I was at the bank machine. And after something like this happens, you know, I got a little paranoid. And so I noticed a car was coming out of the parking lot and I was just like looking, but trying not to be paranoid. And I was getting my money out of the bank machine. Actually, I'm sorry, I need to back up all the way. I might have to start this one over a little. <laughs> That's okay. I totally forgot. Um, it was actually the same day I was at the bank machine, the car was pulling out I was trying not to be paranoid and I went up the stairs and I opened the door and there was the cop he happened to be there at the same time and then he said yes sometimes they come back and I said oh I said I said well I was trying not to be paranoid I said I was out at the bank machine and I saw a car pulling out and he said oh well I got that license plate and I was like oh so you know he ran the license plate and nothing nothing came back about it so fast forward a few weeks later and I was walking into work and the guy was in the building again. He was in, oh. yeah, he was just kind of walking towards me. And I was like, I think he knew I recognized him. And he ran to the side of the, like out the door. And I was like, well, you know what? This guy's not getting away. I'm, I'm at work alone a lot in the morning and I, I, I'm not, you know, so I yelled to one of the guys I worked with and, and he came down and he chased him around the side of the building. And I just got in my car and pulled out onto the main street. Don't you know he had parked down the road a little bit out of Friendly's and was pulling out and I got it right on his butt in my car and I got his license plate. Then we're at a red light and he was like leaning down, wasn't, you know, he was getting something out of his glove compartment or something. So then I just turned around once I got his license plate and went back and called the police and reported it. A couple different cops came, not the same one. They were going to check into it. And then about a week later, evidently the original officer, Paul, call him Paul. Mm-hmm came back he had been out injured or something so he was saying yeah he heard that the guy had come back and that the license plate that he got in the parking lot that morning 
that I was at the bank machine matched the plate that I got the guy I chased down the road. (laughs) So they ended up, they, they found out who he was and when they started, I guess they started following him and he was married. He was a CPA. So like I said, I knew this, (laughs) I knew the suit. Then he was married. He started driving his wife's car, I guess. And finally he got an attorney and the attorney told him you need to, oh, because I did a a photo lineup and I identified him right away. Mm -hmm. They arrested him and and then they, they, and he ended up sending, he went for the, um, was it like rehabilitation program and they sent me a notice asking if I, you know, had any objection to him entering that program. And then if he, he completed it to have it erased. So at that time, actually I, I did start dating Paul. He actually showed up at my house on new year's Eve. It was November, the first incident with the guy in my building. And then it was new year's Eve and he of course knew where I lived and, I was getting ready to go out with my friends and he happened to, he was on patrol and was driving by. And so we were chatting and, you know, I said, Hey, we're going, I told him where we're going. I said, if you want to meet up with us, you know, he said, Oh, well, no one's really going to want to cop. I mean, I don't, I didn't bring a change of clothes when I get out of work. So no one's really going to want to cop around on New Year's Eve. So I, I said, okay. So we ended up meeting for lunch the next day on New Year's day. And that was our first date. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That is a so good story to tell your kids. <laughs> that definitely was an unforeseeable beginning. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. So you date for a while. Yeah. Now, does he become the only person that you date? Yes. Starting yeah. right around then? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right away. And so, uh, so I guess at least the early days of dating are positive. They're good. They were very good. I think the first time I noticed something a little off was April. It was my birthday. It happened to be a day that was very warm for the season. And um, we went to the beach. We were just, you know, obviously couldn't go in the water, but. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That is an early trip to the beach. Certainly. So we were just like having, you know, sitting on the beach and he had brought a book with him and he was was sharing that he was an Al-Anon and his mom was an alcoholic and he was reading this Al-Anon book. And I was just like, oh, And then he started talking about, he was upset because he had been married young. He was 19. They were only married three months. He had found out she was getting remarried. Yeah. So he was, he was talking about that. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like he's reading this book. Is he a recovering alcoholic himself or is he just doing it to learn about it? He was at that time he was reading it because of his mom. He was in what they call an adult child of alcoholism. Okay. So it was like one of those book for adult children or what they call it understand it better and you can help yep yep somehow so yes. then um right after that he he broke up with me <laughs> yeah uh, right after the trip to the beach yeah. he broke up with you yeah he broke up with me that was kind of you know weird it had been you know january to april and all of a sudden it was over and i was like okay well other fish in the sea <laughs> yeah i didn't understand it but i didn't really you know, I didn't really try to, but then after he broke up with me, then he kept pursuing me. So it was very, um, now he gave no reasons for breaking up just, just the, you know, I guess he was upset about his, you know, just, I guess things that were going on in his head about, you know, life and stuff. So wasn't a good time for him. I so guess. To speak. Yeah. I guess that's what he was meaning. We ended up getting back together. And I guess the next thing that I remember that was really bad, or actually it was probably one of the first really bad 
my best friend was getting married and I was maid of honor. And of course, you know, you're with the wedding party and you're busy with, with the bride. Actually, my parents were invited to the wedding too. And he was sitting with my parents. And so I didn't really think like he was left alone or anything, you know? And so he wanted to talk to me and I walked outside with him. He started telling me that you know, how I was not paying attention to him and that he, you know, felt like he was all alone and I was ignoring him. And I was like, I'm in a wedding, you know, and I had a bouquet of the bouquet of flowers that I was holding and he like ripped them out of my hands. So my friend walks out and, and she was like, Lori, you know, are you coming in? What's going on? And I, and I said, yeah, I'll be right in. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, kind of just brushed him off and just was very shook up and went back in and just went about the night with just, you know, enjoying myself. I don't remember what happened after that. Unfortunately, I think a lot of stuff I, <laughs> I don't remember, but that part I do remember. That was the first part, but I didn't understand why he was acting like that. He wasn't alone. He was sitting with my parents. There was other friends there that were mine, but you know, that he had met in the, in the time that we were together. Those were a couple things that I do remember. And then fast forward a few months. So maybe a year after we were dating, we ended up getting a house. We were living together. Things really started to go south. He was, there was always issues with crumbs. <laughs> I remember. Oh. Yeah. So he was kind of uh, into neatness uh, in I all guess. kinds of ways. Yeah. I mean, crumbs under the toaster oven were big for him. And uh -huh. yeah, I didn't vacuum right. And I didn't. Some bizarre things that I ne had never dealt with any anything like that before. So it was all new to me. The When Dating Hurts podcast is sponsored by Nom Nom. I'm a big advocate for better food for pets. When they eat healthier, they live healthier. And Nom Nom's food for dogs is full of fresh proteins a dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. Nom Nom meals are pre-portioned for your dog's exact caloric needs. So it's the easiest way to take the guesswork out of feeding your dog the best. Just tell them about your pup, age, breed, weight, allergies, and protein preferences. Get fresh, pre-packaged, totally nutritious meals delivered directly to your door for even less. Order Nom Nom today. Go to trynom.com slash when dating hurts and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. And Nom Nom comes with a money back guarantee. That means if your dog doesn't love each meal, Nom Nom will refund your first order. Nom Nom is real good food for your dog. Head to trynom.com slash when dating hurts. Stylistically, you know, like you're just having you're having your dinner with him. You see him in the morning, breakfast, you know, it's Saturday. I mean, for the most part, is there a tension going on? Is it stressful? Is, is it tense? Or is it sort of okay? It was okay. It was okay. It would be okay. And then there'd be a flare up about something and then yeah, it'd go back to okay. It would set him off. Like the crumbs set him off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it would go back to okay. Trying to think like what the next thing was after that. Living together. Oh, okay. His behavior was starting to, you know, more anger was coming out. I remember my friends were getting concerned. He was, he was starting to try to isolate me with friends, not, you know, not going out. Gosh. Did he try besides maybe not wanting to go out, but is, was he 
would you say that he was trying to make a point he didn't care for your friends? You know, how was he trying to how was he trying to isolate you? Do you think? You know, was he putting your friends down? Or? He would put my friends down. Yeah, definitely put my friends down. But I think, he, you know, and then, of course, he accused me of cheating when I would leave work. If I wasn't, you know, of course, back then we didn't have cell phones. You know, we're talking 1991, 1992. So I would leave work. And if I wasn't home at in the time frame that it took me to drive, he was, you know, very upset. He tried to say it was because he was worried because, you know, his sister, when he was younger, was coming home from work and she was killed by a drunk driver head on on her way home from work. So he tried to say that that's what he was just worried. Yes. You could tell it was definitely more than that. And I, and at that time I did feel like it was more than that. But when I think when you, you know, I, I was definitely under a spell of some kind. So somewhere in the midst of this though, you married him, right? I did. But first, before that, there was a few episodes where I was, he didn't like it when I was sick. You know, I should be cleaning while I'm sick. And I remember being in bed and he actually yanked me out of bed by my, my ankle and like onto the floor. That was, oh. um, yeah. And then I- Because it was time to, you were messing up the cleaning schedule? I, I guess was... I was. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, you're not allowed to be sick. You know, you feel, you're just lazy. <laughs> You look, you look good I mean, to me. Yeah. Yeah. You look perfectly healthy. Yeah. And then there was another, there was a lot of that little stuff going on. And finally I, I, um, well, then I found out he was cheating on me. So I, I left, I packed up and I, now how did you find out that he was cheating? Yes. So this is a good story too. I, I guess, um, I was a good detective because I don't know, I felt something was off and at the time there were not cell phones, but there were beepers. And he, of course, with his job, carried a beeper. Yes. He was out mowing the lawn and this number came through on his phone. And I was like, which hmm. was back at the house. The beeper yeah. was in the house. You saw it. Yeah. yeah. This is before I moved. This is right before I moved out. Yes. I called the number and it was, you know, a familiar bank. But the girl that answered was, you know, she had said her name. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So I hung up the phone. You know, I didn't say anything. I just hung up. So later that night. I went into the kitchen and I dialed the number and I put it on his beeper. Like I, I beeped him to that number that he, and he was, then went back into the bedroom and I, and his beeper was going off and I said, who's that? And he made up somebody else. So I was like, huh. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Busted. Yeah. Busted. And then of course I called her, I called her the next day, told uh -huh. her who I was. She had told me that he had told her that I was moving out. And I said, well, now I am. I am moving yeah. out now. Yeah. You can see the future. <laughs> yeah. His big, you know, a lot of, a lot of things he would throw at me that, um, you know, I don't know. He, he was like a lot of like, oh, everyone's always after my money, my money, my money, whatever. And like he was so rich or something. So when I left, I left everything and I just took my the clothes that I was going to need for work and stuff. And I just left and I, he couldn't believe I just left everything. And I told him pretty much where to take it, where to put it too. And I, mm -hmm. I went and I lived with my, moved in with my girlfriend. Of course, that whole time it was constant calls and following me and you know, showing up at my work. And there was, you know, instances in my parking lot at work. Big confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Which they would call a lot of that stalking today. Oh, you yeah. Know, in those yeah days, I didn't, you know. Oh, yeah. He stalked me a lot. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know how we ended up, things started 
being a little normal again and he was nice again and he he talked me into I shouldn't say he talked me into he asked me if I would if I would do this uh, go to uh, an amusement park it was going to be fourth of July weekend so it really wasn't that long after I moved out I, I it was April April or May beginning of beginning of May end of April that I moved out and it was July and we went to this amusement park for the weekend I don't know why I went but I did and it was fourth of July and what does he do he pulls out a ring and proposes okay yeah was it in front of the fun house or something no it was actually in the hotel room and he opened up the window in the hotel room and started shooting off fireworks out the window oh how'd that make you feel (laughs) uh I, I you know I wish I could say I felt special I I guess I did. I I was scared though. I was like, "What am I doing? What are you doing? Like, what is this? Uh, you know?" Yeah, yeah. It, it, the feeling of impending doom somehow, right? Even though you can't put your finger on it, but th- yeah. this can't get this can't get to a good place somehow. I want to say there was one incident before that too, which was pretty significant. But it was it was probably after the wedding thing. Is I, oh no, because I had went and stayed with her one night when he was, when something happened, I don't remember what it was, but, and he found me there and he came to her house and she, my girlfriend had gone out and um, I opened the door and he came in and he, and I had like a box of stuff I had taken with me. He had ripped apart the box and it was throwing stuff all over the house. And then he had given me this necklace and he like ripped it right off my neck. Oh, it was like all over the floor. And they came in shortly after that and they were like, what the hell is going on? The necklace was, you know, and I didn't even know what to say. So that was another bad one that I do remember. And then, yeah, so then we get engaged. Imagine that. <laughs> and you went with it. I went with it. Did your uh, friends and, and family, did anybody besides you, did they know that there were struggles with? Uh... Yes, there is. Did my close friends, my uh, handful of close friends knew my parents did not my parents absolutely loved him adored him when I actually when I moved in moved out of the house after the cheating with the girl I told my mother we had broken up and she wanted to know what I did <laughs> oh yeah I, that's very familiar I, I was like are you kidding me once they like the guy in a case like this you're you're uh, you're taking on a whole army at that yeah point. and I I never told her what he did but I was like no it wasn't anything I did so yeah, uh, we got back from the the amusement park that weekend, and I had an engagement ring on my finger. My parents were thrilled, 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 and I just kept thinking, you know, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. And then he was like, "Well, what about this date? What about that date?" And I was like, "That's too soon. <laughs> That's too soon." Trying to put it off, see what will happen. I was trying to put it off, and then next thing you know, it was like, "Okay, how about New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve sounds really good." And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But when you think about it, it was July, August, September, October, November, just five months later, I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. I know. I guess I just thought that it, I would have to be the one to do things to make it happen. And, and so I could drag my feet a little bit before you knew it. He planned it all. <laughs> he planned it. He planned it. Really? Yes. Yes. The only Whoa. thing I did, I know, I know if that's not that's a-, a new one. That's a, that's a new one. But you know, that's kind of like, um, you know, taking a burden off your back, but actually setting a trap at the same time, don't you think? I mean, he's really ensuring that this thing will happen accordingly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the, I mean, I did fall in love with him. I did love him, but I knew something was wrong in that I, yeah, I guess I thought I, I it's always, you know, he's going to get better. I mean, it was all the uh, promises of the world and that, you know, he was going to work on, I mean, 
by the time we were getting married, we had already seen two different counselors. How did he perform at those meetings with counselors? I mean, did he present himself in a, in a genuine way or was he just sort of going with the highlights? He did. He actually did. No, 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 no. He did. He did actually then. He would admit to some of his yes, uh, absolutely. outbursts? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I guess. You know, oftentimes going to counselors, you get a little homework to do afterwards. You know, as you're leaving, why don't you guys do this or talk about this or Correct. come up with a list of these? Yes, they did. So what kind of homework do you recollect that? Uh, At that time, I don't recall. We had, in the midst of everything, there was seven different counselors. So I'm, so I don't imagine. Seven different ones. Seven different ones. Yeah. Is that before getting married or is that over the course of the whole? The course uh, of my whole relationship. Yeah. Huh. Before we got married, there was two. Why do you suppose there were so many? <laughs> I mean, besides the fact you had to see somebody, but did, well, I don't know, did so, he have problems with each one of them or what was that? So the first one was really just a counselor. Then the second one was more, I was before we got married because I, I think I had said, I don't think we should be getting married. And he was like, well, let's go to counseling. And I think in one of the meetings, she was like, what are you guys doing getting married? <laughs> How about that? That's uh Yeah, I do remember that. That's an honest And I think that's when we didn't go back to her. <laughs> surprise, surprise. You're not gonna pay for something you don't want to hear. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, uh New Year's Boy. Eve came and I got married. Just like that. It was New Year's Eve then. Yes. Ah. Yes. I, I was actually thinking you'd probably change it. No, I didn't think you'd get a lot of people on New Year's Eve, but And it got to be exciting, you know. <laughs> Oh, no, everyone came. It was like 200 people, believe it or not. It was it was oh. the event of the year, yeah, quite Okay, quite did it come off smoothly, at least, that particular day? Yes, it did. It was beautiful, yeah. Went on a fabulous honeymoon right after and started life as soon as we got back. Honeymoon was good? No flare-up? Honeymoon was great. No, no, actually, no, imagine. So yeah. you probably thought you were in the clear there. I know, yeah, yeah, and you know, once I did get married, I was, I was committed, you know, I was, I was going to make this work no matter what. I did love him. I, I, you know, wanted a life with him. You know, it just, it was just so difficult to have a life with him. It was um, one thing after another. I mean, I don't know, you know, there were so many, so many instances where we would go a period, of, you know, it wasn't really long periods of time though. It could be two weeks and then all of a sudden it would be a huge incident. Describe one, if you don't mind. After we got married, describe one. Just one that you think is emblematic of the rough days with Paul. Hmm. You know, like what would trig- what would trigger it? What what would it look like? It was so it was so bizarre. It just it could be anything. A lot of crumbs. <laughs> crumbs. He was definitely yeah. Gotta watch the crumbs. Yeah, watch the crumbs. You know. Well, besides a trigger, what would be actually happening? It's one thing to be shouted shouted down for a half an hour. It's another thing for uh, furniture to be flying. Oh my God, he would, he would, yeah, he would be in in my face. I don't think I've ever seen anyone so angry in my life. And he would just be, you know, in my face. He would laugh when I would cry. You know, he thought it was disgusting. It was so hilarious and disgusting that I, you know, had the nerve to be upset or cry. That was that was a lot. Um, he would do that a lot because. There was a lot of that. I, and oh, okay. So we were only married a few months. I had was coming home from work and he had, besides a police officer, he was also a paramedic. And 
in the town that we lived in. He wasn't a police officer in the town that we lived in at that time, but he was a paramedic. I was going home and his car was at the firehouse and I walked in and, you know, the firemen have like, you know, nice living room set up, you know, and they have nice kitchen set up because they have to be there a lot waiting, you know, for calls. And I walked in and he was sitting next to some girl. Right next to her? Right next to her. And how did he explain that? I walked out and I, yeah, he just said nothing was going on. And I, geez, you know, to think about that now, I have so many things I haven't really thought about in so long, but. Yeah, that was a, that was a real one. Yeah. And um, I was ready to leave again. Were you married at that point? Yes. Yeah. That okay. We weren't married too long. That was probably only three months later. Three months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, did that, besides the visual that you saw, then you got out of there, was there an argument after that? Oh, yeah. You don't oh, believe me? Or, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I was leaving. And of course, it was, you know, everything he could do to, to keep me there. Of course, he was always accusing me of cheating. And I remember our our best man had come over to the house and he actually, he was at the house when I got home another, it, I don't know if it was, I think it was around the same time. And Paul had found a, a letter. He was always going through my stuff, going through my, like every, he would always go through my pocketbook. I would hide it and he would find it and he would go through it. I don't know what he was trying to find. I wasn't, wasn't doing anything, but he, um, he found a letter and he had, was showing it to his best man saying, look at, see, she's cheating on me. I was like, do you know how old that letter is? I had saved mm. it. Because it was one of the guys I probably should have ended up with. It was ridiculous that he would even, he was even, I mean, I wasn't going anywhere except for work and home. I, at that time, I wasn't going out anywhere and unless I was going out with him. You know, there's a lot of that time period. I don't, I really don't remember. It's terrible, but there was so much, so much in, in our time together. Well, one of the things that you also had in your first email was that that a purpose, a specific purpose that you were working on was figuring out how to help other spouses or partners of police officers. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, I spent so much time trying to protect him. There was so many instances where police should have been, he should have been arrested. He should have been, I should have had him arrested trying to, you know, remember the, those times. I guess I spent a lot of time then protecting him because I didn't want anything to happen. I didn't want him to lose his job. And I was, I really kept thinking he was going to change. I really believed it. I did not grow up in any violence. My dad was a teddy bear, never yelled. I can remember the one time he ever really yelled at me because I swore at my brother. My parents were married 57 years and there was never anything like, parents never acted like that. I just, I did not know what I got myself into. But in some ways you feel obviously that being married to a police officer is a whole different deal from being married to, you know, somebody works in an office building. It, it really is. And, and I'll, I'll start getting this. I'll start getting into some of that. I, you know, I, I know a lot of the times that he would have issues was also during holidays. And I've heard some of your other guests talk about that. And I'll tell you, holidays were really tough, really, really tough. Yeah. There's are real trigger times for, for people who step out of line. They really do. I don't know why. I think they feel like there's a lot riding on that time period or it harkens back to rough holiday periods they had. Maybe, you know, their holiday periods weren't what they thought their friends had. For instance, you know, theirs were always awful. Their friends seemed like they had it great. You know, Thanksgiving, whatever it is, family gatherings for 
for some groups are right. wonderful and you can't wait to see all your cousins and all that. And for some people, it's just a battle engagement. He made holidays miserable for me. I mean, it was a lot of pretending, a lot of pretending I wasn't crying, a lot of, but then Christmas, it would be awful. And then he would have a hundred presents under the tree for me. Oh, beautiful, thoughtful presents. Didn't get it. Yeah, big disconnect there, right? <laughs> big disconnect. The time that, you know, another time when our friend was over, or his, I should say his friend was over, we had gotten into an argument and he had come in right after and I, I told him what was going on and he was he was just like, what? And I had bruises on my arms. Like he, he was um, doing the, you know, he did a lot of grabbing, pulling, pushing, shoving, knocking down. So leaving marks, on, I had a lot of marks on my arms. A lot. Yeah, I bet you did. He was pretty shocked. They lost touch. You know, I think it wasn't too long after that. They weren't really friends anymore. He couldn't stand that his friend was doing things like that. I, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I. he's also a police officer. So then, you know, along comes a baby. <laughs> How about that? This ends part one of three parts with Lori. In part two, her relationship with Paul moves into other forms of abusive behavior. Thanks to my guests for offering their stories on the When Dating Hurts podcast. This is your platform where victims, survivors, and others who have experience with domestic violence can freely add what they have witnessed. Through these stories, although challenging to listen to, we underscore the prevalence and horrific behavior of abusers over their targets and victims. With knowledge comes enlightenment and empowerment. If you feel your story should be included on this podcast, please email me at billmitchell at whendatinghurts.com. That's billmitchell at whendatinghurts.com. Thank you.